Welcome back to Intensify Podcast. This is your host, Afshan. Each week, I get on here to interview some amazing people. But before I do that, I give a quick news update for Victoria, especially Melbourne. Today marks our 20th day of zero new cases and zero deaths. That's double donuts for 20 days straight. In other news, today is International Men's Day. So happy Men's Day to one and all. The aim of International Men's Day is to celebrate positive male role models and to raise awareness of men's issues. This includes topics such as mental health, toxic masculinity and the prevalence of male suicide. So I have a guest who can speak more about it. Sharan is from Sri Lanka. He's a storyteller, he's a content strategist, he's a TEDx speaker, consultant, mental health advocate and avid surfer. He's very passionate about mental health and moved from food and travel blogging to spreading awareness about mental health and positivity. So do follow him for your daily dosage of mental health awareness and positivity. So let's get started. Hi Sharan, how are you? I'm good, uh, Afshan. I'm really excited to be here. Um, had a good morning, had some breakfast. Uh, I'm really, really excited for this podcast and really excited to answer your questions. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It's going to be a delightful conversation, I'm sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So there are three questions that I ask everyone who comes on here. And it's just something that I'm curious about to try it out. So I ask everyone. So what's your current favorite show? My f- current favorite show? Whoa, that's really interesting. So my current favorite show unfortunately ended and it's coming back in Jan. Uh, I've been watch- I watched Cobra Kai <laughs> and I really, really liked it. But what I'm watching currently that's ongoing is Mandalorian. So Mandalorian is really good. Okay, I have not heard of either. It's sad that I've not heard. What are they about? Oh, you should. So Cobra Kai is on Netflix. Mandalorian is on Disney+. Plus. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll really like Mandalorian. Um, but if you watch Karate Kid, you'll really like uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. I like Star Wars, so maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll watch that. Mm, okay, I'm gonna Google it later. I've not. <laughs> I have no idea what it's about at all. Yeah. So, what's your favorite food? Oh, uh, sushi, hands down. If I could eat one type of food for the rest of my life, it would be sushi. Sushi. Oh, there are a lot of sushi places here in Melbourne, like especially in the city different i don't eat seafood so i've tried the vegetarian and uh, meat variations of it yeah so yeah not my favorite but it's really good yeah yeah one of the best sushis are the salmon ones so you're you're slightly missing out but still the the vegetarian and the meat ones are as good but yeah yeah that's i think something i'll have to live with not knowing Um, 100% yeah what's your favorite drink uh there's this drink in in sri lanka called nectar um i'm not i only started drinking fizzy drinks like in 2019 i never drank fizzy drinks until then but i had nectar on like january 1st like new year's of 2019 um and i had nectar and i was just like this is delicious uh but it's really unhealthy obviously but i would say um favorite non-alcoholic drink i would say nectar for sure okay that's what, so is it like a fizzy drink? Is it like cola or Sprite? Yeah, it, it tastes like, I don't even know what to, how to explain it. It's like, it's like a mix of like grape and like, 
strawberry with like fizz and it's just it's this purple drink and it's freaking delicious like oh my god it's so good like if you ever come to sri lanka that's that's the thing you need to try but if you do go to like sri lankan restaurants they normally do have nectar on the menu so you can even uh, order it off the menu wow okay i'm definitely going to go try it out you we get that here by any chance in sri lanka yeah so if you go to a sri lankan restaurant here you will definitely most most likely they'll have it uh, as the bottle that you can order Oh wow I'm going to check that out soon then. Thank you for Great. telling that. No problem. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like I've seen your profile and it's very uh, inspiring like so much information so much uh, awareness especially about mental health. So like tell me more about it. Yeah so I moved to Melbourne uh June 2018 but I had been in Sri Lanka for 25 years of my life um and I was never aware of mental health I was never aware of all of these things cuz um as you would know south asians really don't talk about these issues um and they are not now there is finally with with my work with a lot of organizations coming up after covid but I never really took it seriously and growing up with a single mom ever since I was 3 years old um yes I was emotionally intelligent I guess to a certain extent um I was taught kindness I was taught empathy but kindness empathy and emotional intelligence weren't taken seriously in Sri Lanka um so like my kindness and all of those things were taken lightly I was bullied um my family would be very judgmental um i'd have bad relationships with women etc 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 so these would all chip away at my um in, uh, my confidence uh, make me feel very insecure um so in a in a nutshell after coming to australia and started to learn more about myself uh, being independent um and seeing all of these things that they talk about in um, in university which is well being um student well being mental health looking after yourself and all like so i learned these things and then i was realizing all of these things that i'm feeling all of these insecurities all of these um anxious moments there is a root cause and there is something that actually ties into how i'm feeling this way and then i was like up until then on social media i used to do food and travel reviews and i was i was always invited to like launch events in sri lanka i would go for like all of these paid reviews and i would travel around sri lanka etc cetera, etc cetera. so but then it came to a point where i was just like what am i going to do am i going to continue food and travel something that doesn't fulfill my purpose um or am i going to speak about something that really matters to me and it could possibly help people and i started i started like being completely transparent about my struggles who i am what i've learned um i tried my best not to like paint myself as a victim because that's what people do as well but like rather just paint myself as an advocate and talk in that sense and then yes i did lose certain people and audiences because i swapped suddenly suddenly a food and travel reviewer talking about mental health um but i gained uh, people as well and for me i'm 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 all about community i'm all about knowing that i can't do this alone um and i know that we have to work together to get this done uh, in any in any country right um so yeah so that's that's in a nutshell um that's me um and that's why i stand for mental health because i have gone through my own depression i've been suicidal um three times attempted once um anxiety is crippling sometimes i still fall down so like even though i uh, so i only started uh, counseling slash therapy in university in november of 2018 after a breakup and then 
I went through it throughout my university course, but then COVID came around and then completely messed me up, right? So I always tell people that even though you go and you're, you're learning, there will be hurdles and there will be things that stop you out of nowhere. Um, but my advocation always reminds people that it's okay not to be okay. Um, and you're not expected to be perfect all the time. And I know this is a long-winded answer, but I just wanted to explain why it's important to me um, and why um, realizing, even if it's not mental health, even if you don't want to coin the term as mental health, realizing that your happiness and your well-being is very important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think mental health is something that, like in Southeastern countries, they just don't focus on. Like when I studied psychology for four years, people went uh, like, really, like, why do you need to study psychology? Like, it's for crazy people. You know, like the whole, like, it's for crazy cuckoo people. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's not what it is. Like, because I've, al I've also been that advocate in my friend circle. And it's just like gotten a lot of uh, heated arguments led to heated arguments. So. Yeah. And, and the thing is, whenever people say that um, they don't want to be public facing and I say, yeah, completely fair because being front facing and being public facing takes its toll. Trust me, it takes its toll. And like, I'm glad that you're at least doing it in your friend circles. And I know it's a battle. And I tell people like, at least talk to your friend circles and your family circles and start there. Um, and even if that doesn't work, just look after yourself. Like if you're looking after yourself, then that is in, in itself enough work to do. Um, so that's what I always say. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's true. That's completely true. Like uh, you talk about toxic masculinity and domestic abuse. Um, how did that awareness start? Yeah, toxic masculinity, definitely because I was bullied as a kid um, and everyone had this perspective of what a man should be, what a man should see, say and what, should, what a man should act like. And growing up with a mom, with just a single mother, I never was exposed to that. So I was exposed to more of an emotional touch, a softer touch, but also like work hard. Like my mom's one of the hardest workers I know, the hardest workers I know, right? It's so... Yeah. I was like a combination of things, but I was more emotional than most men in working areas. Like if someone told me something, I would get very emotional. Um, and this was not seen as something that's normal for a man. And then I was like, what is this? What is this nonsense? Like men are allowed to be emotional. Like if you shout at someone, a man is allowed to be emotional. Um, so that's when I started talking about like, look, the whole concept of what a man should be, it has been created by humans over the past centuries, right? Um, and a whole concept of what a woman should be has also been created by other men and other women as well, right? So it's very flawed. It's a very flawed way of thinking. And that's why I always stand up and say, look, if you want to cry, cry. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but if you want to, if you're having a bad day, it's okay to say that you're having a bad day. You don't have to like man up um, and be able to tolerate all of these things. Like it's, you are allowed to be emotional. You are allowed to be soft. You are allowed to have that break. So that's where the toxic masculinity comes from. Um, domestic abuse prevention advocation um, comes from the fact that, so since I told you my mom is a single mother, she went through domestic abuse for about five years. Um, so about two years before I was born and then three years after. Um, and um, my dad was an alcoholic abusive, uh, abusive alcoholic. Um, so that's where that advocation came from the fact that my mom went through that and nobody deserves to go through that and I know how it's affected me and her as well because she married at a very young age um, it was a very unfortunate situation but 
I always look at the perspective where, yes, I'm born and I'm in a much more privileged and lucky and blessed place, um, that there are other people out there who are in my situation who aren't as lucky, who are still in that, um, in that uh, house, uh, seeing the father beat the mother or the mother beat the father, whatever the situation is. Um, and it's just a very bad environment. So my advocation when it comes to domestic abuse prevention is stand up for yourself. There is help out there. Sri Lanka, unfortunately, isn't set up as well as other countries like Australia. Um, but there is some sort of help out there who can um, help you get out of your situation. So that's where that comes from. So everything I advocate for does have a personal story to it. Um, but the things like um, that don't, I try and educate myself as best as possible. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think uh, toxic masculinity and domestic abuse is something uh, we are just taught to live with, like uh, the whole patriarchal society that we've grown up in. That's something everyone's just like, it's something that's how it is. That's how men are, you know, like it's also very bad. But at the same time, it's also like that's how people are. So that's the justification that we get for it it's just sad and Absolutely. then uh, and the men that are nice they fall between the cracks saying that oh that's not even a man for being emotional or being sensitive or being nice yeah and it's unfortunate because the men who are emotionally aware and um, kind are bullied and ragged um, and then they think okay now i need to be this hard person to survive in this world and then they completely shut off that side and then you don't see that man anymore you just see this rugged, um, strong, um, always ready to go emotionally cut off man. And then that's such a shame, you know, because a man can be strong, rugged, um, like, and the definition of a man plus emotional, kind, um, like vulnerable, like all of those things can be there as well. Just like how a woman is also considered emotional, vulnerable, um, kind, uh, soft, all of these things. A woman also can be strong, independent, um, like fierce, passionate, like all of those things are loved as well. So like, it's just that that little swap in mindset needs to come out and it will, it will just take a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of time. That's true. I think people over here are a lot more, uh, like they are a lot more forward, but at the same time, it's not that far away either. Like how people are in Australia, we are not that far away. I've noticed that I've also spoken to a few people. I've spoken to a few therapists over here as well. And everyone's told that it's not that far behind, but at the same time, like yeah. there is a gap. There's an evident yeah. gap, but it's yeah. not something that we can't cross soon. What I heard was um, even if you do go to certain rural areas, there are still people who are like, who don't believe in mental health and who uh, who there is a lot of domestic abuse going on, um, toxic masculinity is there. There are definitely, there are definitely. Australia, yes, it's a great country and all, but it is not perfect. There is a lot of flaws. Um, and just like South Asian countries have a lot of flaws, um, first world countries also do have a lot of flaws. So yeah, completely agree. Yeah, that's true. And I think especially with the COVID-19 situation with everyone uh, bound to their houses, domestic abuse has skyrocketed like in every country yep. has there been any kind of awareness about that i know there has been because i've also been a part of that but has there been anything like in sri lanka yeah um, there have been individuals and projects and little pages and organizations um that have come forward and started talking about it and i also spoke about it as well because my mom was on a talk show um 
uh, Kosh, the talk show, and like basically they spoke about domestic abuse. So there has been more awareness of it. Um, there, there is uh, organizations that help out women um, who need uh, help. So there has been, but obviously, uh, Afshan, as you know, that there is, there is, there is always more to do. There is always yeah, more to always. do. So uh, as much as there is things happening, um, I think we can always do more, and um, there is room to improve. Yeah, that's true. Completely agree with that. So, how how important is men's mental health, and is there like a misconception that you want to debunk that you not already mentioned? Yeah, I think I think we we I kind of went went on a tangent and touched on this in the previous answers, but I think overall, I, I would say that there is a lot of misconception where um, men are expected to act act a certain way and just supposed to push through, right? Yeah. And my biggest example is I live with my friend, one of my oldest friends for the past three and a half months, and we really bonded on another level. And what I realized was he was that rugged man. He was that definition of a man, a uh, South Asian man, Qu- okay. quotation marks. Um, but he through me and through his, he was also going through a bad time in his life. And through me, he learned a lot about empathy, kindness, emotional intelligence. And then he, he's finding this balance. Right. And he's just like, (laughs) we were, we were, we were slightly intoxicated one day. And he was like, he took my, he took my recording device and he recorded like his thoughts on certain things and all those things while he was intoxicated. And he was just like, man, this mental health stuff is real. Like it really is real. Like I have bad days, you know, like I thought I could push through anything and everything. Um, and like life will just work out if I just work hard. And, um, but he was just like, no, he was just like, I need this emotional space. I need this understanding of my well um, who I am, why am I feeling this way, this way? The biggest thing is Afshan, people are afraid to ask themselves questions. Um, yeah. why am I feeling this way? Um, why do I react this way? Why am I angry about this? Why am I sad about this? Why does this person make me feel this way? Because yeah. these are very confrontational thoughts and questions, right? And nobody wants to ask themselves this. They would rather distract themselves 24 seven and never have to deal with these emotions. And then when it comes to a really bad point in their life, they break, they completely break because they were never prepared for it. They were never asking themselves these questions. Yeah. So I would say, when it comes to men's mental health, or even if you don't like calling it mental health, if you call, like calling it well-being or um, emotional being or whatever it may be, ask yeah. yourself questions. Ask yourself, okay, I'm a man, I'm earning a good salary, but I'm unhappy. Why the hell am I unhappy? Like, why am I not happy with the position I am in? So ask yourselves more questions so that you can be in a better place in case everything hits the fan. If, just imagine everything hits the fan, just you're in a better place to just look after yourself. So I would I would take that route to answer that question. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't think I can like have any comment about men's mental health because <laughs> clearly I'm not the one to talk about it. No, you but... can because like for for example like most of my work in domestic abuse prevention is for women, right? Because majority of women only go, go through domestic abuse. So I think that women also have a voice um, in this situation. Like for, like, for example, when Obama spoke, uh, always speaks about gender equality, he always says men have a role to play. Um, we don't have to stand in front of the women or hold their hands or anything, but we have to stand behind them and make sure that when they need help, we are there as... as um, as a as a species and as humans to help them 
So just like that, whenever there is men's mental health, like definitely like women have a voice for sure. Like they have a voice to basically say, there's nothing wrong with the male crime, like literally yeah. nothing. So I believe that there is always a voice. Yeah. Like that's happened to me as well. Like because the, my family, like people in like the men in my family or my friends, guy friends, all of them will be like, oh, this is not, I should not be feeling things. I should not talk about my feelings. I'm like, that's not how it is. Because I, like, I have, like, had fights with people because they don't talk about their feelings. I'm like, you don't have to talk it to me. Talk to someone who you trust or who you feel, like, that comfort with. Just talk about it. Do not bottle it up because when it comes out, it comes out in a very bad way. Like, yeah, like you don't even mean to be angry or you don't even mean to be destructive, but because you've bottled it up for so long that it would come off in a very bad way and it would have like a long lasting impact. Yeah, agreed. that's Completely what agreed. they keep telling. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's like the one tiny step, you know, towards better. Yeah, of course. Society. Uh, what I tell people is a tiny step is still a step. Like it, it doesn't matter how small the step is, it's still a step in the right direction. And that's what matters yeah that's true um you went on a social media detox like how was it and like why did you go on it um yeah um it was amazing firstly um but why did i go on it um so i did uh when first when first covid happened and the lockdown happened i was just like i need to hold on to social media because that's the only thing i have yeah i started a live show i spoke to six guests every day um worked on graphics work i had a I had a job, I had university. Yeah. I was burning out at a rate. I was really going down a bad path, but I didn't care. I was just like, you know what? I'm really helping through this live show. People are responding saying that I'm helping. Just yeah. do it. Just do it, Sharon. Just push through and do it. So I spoke to about 130 guests in like 20 days, 26 days or 27 days. I can't remember. Um, and then it came to a point where I was just I was just completely burnt out, completely burnt out. And like I was getting hate on social media for different things. And I was going through a breakup at the time. And it was just like, it was just too much going on. So then I was just like, Sharon, like there is more to life than social media. And if all of your happiness is on a freaking app on your phone, something is wrong somewhere. And I was just like, I'm out, I'm out. I'm literally out. And I told people like, I'm taking this break for myself. Um, and obviously a lot of people missed the, missed the update because I kept getting emails and messages and stuff like that asking where the hell I am. So like three, two and a half months down the line, I just came back and said, hey guys, I'm alive, but I'm, I need this break. Uh, but it's it was absolutely amazing. Like there's more to life than social media. I'm, and I always tell people that I'm happiest off the internet. Um, and what I did during that break was I started to read. I never read books in my life. So I started to read. Um, I moved in with one of my closest friends. So that's who I was living with. Um, we, we had a ton of fun every weekend. We would have like theme nights, uh, sip and dips, uh, cook steak. Like we, I learned how to cook a lot at that house. Um, I finished my website. Uh, I started my podcast. Uh, I did all of these things when I had all of this time and it was incredible. It was really incredible being on social media. And honestly, uh, Afshan, I can't wait for a day where I'm like completely off it. Um, and where whatever project I work on is what I work on um, in terms of mental health or sustainability or whatever it may be. Like that project will, I will work on it behind the scenes, but I'm, I'm actually really happy to just throw in the towel because not throwing the towel, that's giving up. I'm more than happy to just retire. retire um, yeah. Because uh, my story has been told. 
um, and people know who I am. Obviously, there will always be people who doubt you. Um, in this social media world, there is a lot of fake out there. And I, com- I, I find it completely fair for a new person to come and say, is this guy actually real? Um, is he actually like what he's talking about and like what is he like in real, real, in, a, in real life and all those things. And I completely understand those statements. But that social media detox showed me that there can be happiness in different things. Um, and that's when I found happiness in reading, happiness in hanging out with my friends. I finally found like a really good bunch of friends um, who I consider family here as well. Um, got into a bit of fitness again. Um, I haven't exercised in the past week, but that's another story. Um, But like I found that it doesn't have to be one basket with all of your happiness in it. It can be 10 baskets with like your happiness in each one of them. And you can choose which one to switch through and you can choose what makes you happiest at that moment. So I would suggest take a social media detox to anyone and just like really be strict with yourself but don't yeah. just be bored out of your mind. Do things that make you happy. Travel, go and see your friends, go out on a night out, take a nap, read a book, cook, whatever it may be. Try new things that you never tried before. And then you'll be like, holy shit, like this is really nice. Like I don't need social media and I don't need to scroll all the time. I don't need to check the views on my story and the insights on how many people have liked my post. Like I don't care because I'm happy, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, much more powerful than anything else in this world because to be able to just sit back and be like I don't care if people know I'm happy I know I'm yeah. happy and yeah. that's what matters so yeah true. so even I did like a social media detox I got off social media in August uh, nice. so it's off Instagram and Facebook and I would constantly be on it before that like I would do all of it obsessively scroll look at who liked my photo or who viewed my story and that would constantly happen. And I'm like, what am I getting out of this? Nothing. And it was just getting very negative because it was that time where only Melbourne was in lockdown and everyone was out and about. So that also kind of like, so everyone's having their life, like living their life, moving on with life post-COVID and we are still stuck. So that kind of was getting into my head. So I'm like, I don't need all of this. And I got out of, got off social media and that's been like the best decision I made. Because in August only, I started my podcast, which is still going well. I am working on my website as well because uh, I want to take up freelancing as full-time work. And that's what I'm doing. So it's like, that's what I got motivated to do a lot of things. And now also like I'm back on social media just for my podcast and I've not gotten back on my personal account. I created a new account for my podcast. So it's just like, yeah, that's what what I want to do as well. Like I want to get to that point where I can just retire from my platform and just use my social media through my podcast, write my blogs on my website, um, work on my sustainability project and mental health project and not be that voice anymore because there's, there's enough of people out there. And my, what I've realized is that my mind may not be strong enough or my skin may not be thick enough to keep handling um, the messages that I get not the hate but like people open up to me a lot and I love them for it I really love them for it and they they tell me about their problems but I tend to take their problems onto my own plate and it tends to become quite heavy so yeah 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 that's just that's just too much sometimes to take yeah yeah so like the last question for today uh, any advice for men out there about their mental health seek help if you're confused about 
um, why you're feeling a certain way, it does not make you less of a man to ask someone for help. Um, if you're South Asian and your parents don't believe in therapy and um, counseling, um, speak to your closest friends, speak to people you trust and just tell them, like literally tell them, dude, I'm not feeling 100% and I don't know why. I feel sad. I don't know why. Like, I don't know where it's coming from. Like, ask yourself questions. But if you're not ready to ask yourself those questions and if it's maybe too heavy, talk to people you trust. You yeah. can really, really feel a weight lifted off your shoulder as soon as you talk to someone that you trust and just say it. And as soon as you verbally say it, you yeah. feel a sense of relief right after. So that would be my biggest advice for anyone because you think that you're a weaker person for reaching out for help but you're not. You are 100% not. Yeah. I think it's one step to being more stronger than you already are. Absolutely. Yeah, I should have started with this, but I forgot. So happy Men's Day because it's International Men's Day today. Completely oh, forgot. Oh, yeah. God. I didn't even know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, happy Men's Day. I don't think I've ever said this before, but yeah, this would be my first That's time awesome. to say it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what like, so I was like, this time I'm like, I'm going to do something different. So I was just looking up uh, about mental health. And that's when I realized that November 19th is International Men's Health Day. Oh, yes, it is. I just saw it on your document as well, International Men's Day. Yes. I mean, yes. I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not a fan of these days. Yeah. I'm not a fan of World Mental Health Day or any of these days. But what I, what I would say is, yes, it's a good reminder. But every day should be kindness. Every day should be you looking after your men mental health. Every day should be Equality Day. Every day should be LGBTQIA plus support day. Every day should be a sustainability day. Like that's what it should be, right? It shouldn't, you shouldn't have a day to be wake up and be like, today's kindness day. I'm gonna be kind to someone. No. Yeah. Like if you if you really wanted to, every day can be a day of cause. Every day. That's true. Yeah. But I think it's just something that people have to get reminded once in a yeah. while that something like this exists so that they don't forget yeah. absolutely agreed so thank you so much for uh, being on here it's been a pleasure talking to you um thank so, you for yeah. having me yeah pleasure complete pleasure well this was a delightful conversation i've learned a lot about men's mental health and all the awareness that's needed for their issues, things such as mental health, toxic masculinity, prevalence of male suicide, so much more bullying, like you name it, and they've all been through and a lot of them silently and a lot of people you don't even realize have gone through all of it. So go wish the man in your life and all the men in your life a happy men's day and just tell them it's okay to speak up. Yeah. And if you liked Sharon and his insights, I've left uh, all the links to his contact details and everything in the podcast notes. So do check it out, his Instagram handle, his TEDx talk, so much more. Highly recommend. Go check him out right away. So in other news, Intensify Podcast is now on Patreon. Patreon is a platform that helps artists sustain. So you can show whatever love you have for them in whatever way possible and they do give member benefits out so it's a win-win situation and also if you are an international student having a tough time in melbourne or victoria do get in touch with me 
and we can get chatting so until next week bye Thank you.